0: Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth.
1: Shane Douglas is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era... Of the East Cub Homicos, don't ever let me go more than word. Oh my
0: god! I ever needed you to show
2: This is the Queen of Extreme Free Scene. And the franchise Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling? Get it right here at this podcast Extreme
0: Three Way Dance. (laughs) Check this out. Since we're talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid paid, and paid and paid. paid, paid.
1: of a master plan, this ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands. So
0: North I'll South Connection, welcome to the most extreme menage a trois violence you've ever experienced here on the Extreme 3-Way Dance, covering the history of VCW with my friends Jetty and Matt. And we're right here on the North South Connection, where we're currently bringing you daily shorts, ranking every single match in WrestleMania history. Myself and Ryan Gray, all 402 matches, dropping five a day across all social media in our youtube channel be sure to subscribe and don't miss a thing leave your comments and your thoughts we also have lots of other podcasts and content dropping every day both video and audio this podcast here is simulcast on audio on all podcast applications as well as video on our youtube channel and like i mentioned i'm joined by my compadres on this trip through extreme how you both doing
2: i'm very curious about your ranking of all the wrestlemania matches that sounds fucking insane are you an insane person
0: it it, It felt insane uh but i'll be honest it hasn't hasn't been as insane as i expected doing it uh as we've gone through them i think if i was doing like longer form of them it would be a little Mm -hmm. little weirder but i think because Mm -hmm. they're just quick shorts you get through them a lot quicker than you would think um Mm -hmm. so if you've ever wanted to know and under a minute or less, my and Ryan thoughts on every WrestleMania. Match ever, <laughs> this is your chance to do so.
1: It's quite a um,
2: project. I mean, like, it's, oh yeah. it's pretty amazing when you think about it. And, um, like, look, check it out. It's awesome.
0: That's a lot of matches. That's uh, yeah, a lot of matches. It's
2: very ambitious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it broke. It, him and I are both, like, ADHD <laughs> obsessive. To the extreme. It almost killed us for, like, about three weeks that there there's 402 matches and not 400. <laughs> Uh, because 400 oh yeah perfect, right it was like perfect. Yeah, like 400 yeah. matches wrestlemania 40 it was like it was beautiful and then you know you know what Too, we forgot that made it forward to oh god what the two stupid cinematic matches from wrestlemania 30 oh shit no yeah. well no
2: i don't think anybody would have blamed you if you were like
0: i know but i yeah, mean you could have cut out like fucking uncle elmer and adrian adonis know, two or something <laughs> you fun. know But it's all right, 402. Because it makes 401 and 402 seem real bad, you know, like that they're below the 400 line. So I guess that that helps. But um, anyway, check it out. Uh, We're also hitting milestones here tonight. We are wrapping up another calendar year. We're going to be through 1998 uh, on our show. We're going to start 1999. And once we start 99, we get two calendar years left of ECW, Mm -hmm. which is nuts to think about. And then we are done. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun ride to the finish. We've seen uh, some lows, some highs, some crazy stuff. Uh, but tonight, we're going to cover four weeks of television to close on 98, kick off 99, and get us to the doorstep of Guilty as Charged, 1999, our next pay-per-view. So, why don't we dive in December 19th? The graphic runs through some names. Steve Austin, Kane, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Goldberg. Joey says, in 1998, none of those world champions in wrestling defended their titles in Tokyo. Until tonight, when Shane Douglas defends the ECW world title in Corican Hall against FMW's Ghetto. Joey narrates clips of the match via satellite from Tokyo. We see a flurry of quick reversals and pin covers from both, a crucifix from Douglas. We clip to Shane banging up his knee on a leapfrog. Gato drop kicks it, works the knee, but Shane counters a figure four to a small package. Gato stomps away, gets to figure four, but Shane hangs on and reverses it. We go to a Shane abdominal stretch, getting leverage from Francine. Gato breaks the hold and kicks away, then floats out of a suplex, takes Shane down by his knee. We clip to Gato going up top and hitting a frog splash for two. We then clipped to Shane hitting the Fisherman's Buster to win and retain the title. And good little clips here. A big win for Shane and for ECW to knock off a, a name player in Japan. Um, this seems like their annual time that they go over there. Usually is at the end of the year. That was mm-hmm. the last couple years. I feel like they've done that. Um, I, I didn't grade this was really a match or anything, Jenny. But what did you think of just the way we started here and showcasing Shane as a world traveling champion?
2: I like that. I like them comparing Shane to all the other champions and their graphics, without you know Shane having to come out and say it himself. It's kind of helpful. Um, but yeah, it looked like a good match. Um, kind of clipped up there, but I like Francine's involvement there when she um, uh, trips him up. And uh, the finish looked a little weak, but it's kind of it's kind of what it is. It's fine. Um, I. Do you guys like these um, Japanese shows, Maddie?
1: Yeah, I, I liked what we... I think it's interesting that they do it at the end, seemingly like JT said, at the end of every year. I think it's kind of an interesting way to wrap up or, or one of the ways to wrap up the end of the year. And I think it, it's cool to see like all these guys in a different environment than you're used to because the ECW arena crowd is always manic and nuts and the Japanese crowds are always like super subdued and super quiet. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see that like dichotomy between both. As for the match, I thought it was fine. It was, you know, decent enough what we saw. Uh, looked like a very safe match for Shane, which is very yeah. smart considering how he's been the last year. Let's not let's not risk Shane getting hurt again before a pay-per-view. Let's, you know, try and maybe keep him wrapped in bubble wrap for a little bit. So, but yeah,
0: it, it looked pretty good for what it was. So, uh,
1: yeah, it's uh, decent stuff here.
0: Agreed. All right, we got our opening animation. We think eclipse at the end of the November to remember main event. Joey in the nest says this is a special international edition of ECW TV from Japan. He plugs the pay-per-view where Sabu will challenge Shane Douglas for the world title. We get clips of the recent interactions between Douglas, Sabu, and Taz, leading to Sabu's neck injury. Joey is in the nest, says we have a challenge for Japan where the Dudley said they will go alone. No dick, no Joel, no sign guy. And Fonzie said if RVD and Sabu don't win the tag team titles back in Japan, he would split up his team. Fonzie, RVD, and Sabu are backstage. Fonzie says they're hungry for the gold. He'll split the team. If they don't win, he'll go back to Betty Ford. RVD cl- calms Fonzie down, says he's going to be back to reclaim what Sabu lost and his tag ca- as t- team captain or carrier of the team. Sabu gets mad, of course, as it's his Japanese translation issues, says RVD. <laughs> RVD says Sabu is hurt. He'll bring the belts back for them. And Sabu only gets to wear his belt at the hotel right now, so he'll get him his own as well. Great RVD stuff is always here to set up the big match ahead any quick thoughts on that promo
2: uh rvd referred to japan as planet asia uh mm-hmm. which uh, uh, is that just stoner speak like, i'm like has anybody ever referred to that ever like i
0: don't
1: get it. at least, least one R. person
2: <laughs> okay i Name thought was I spoke high times stoner. magazine and yeah.
1: maybe yeah
2: but uh, he was great here they were all great here
1: yeah, uh, this is really fun stuff. RVD saying the Japanese translation was off when Sabu got all pissed <laughs> off was fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, again, uh, we say it every episode, more great stuff from uh,
0: this uh, trio. All right, Joey talks about the big triple threat coming to Gu- Guilty as Charged. Jerry Lynn, Mikey Whipwreck, and Lance Storm brings us to a match from a recent show at Fa- Fort Lauderdale between Jerry Lynn and my Fort Fa- Lauderdale. Mikey Whipwreck. You said that like fl- me. <laughs> Spending too much time with Keith. Mm-hmm. You, can tell I'm sick when, I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm sick when the accident starts coming. <laughs> yeah. The match is for a recent show in Fort Lauderdale. We get a flurry <laughs> of chops from both to get going. Lynn misses a charge to the corner, bangs down hot. Mikey kicks away. Storm and Tammy Lynn bitch head to ringside. As Joey asks what Tammy's family crest looks like. We click to Lynn taking over, shooting Mikey to the floor, stomping away. Lynn shoots him over the railing, drags him back over. Clip ahead to Jerry hooking Mikey in a gory special in the ring, but Mikey slips free. Storm hooks Lynn's leg, Mikey knocks Lynn outside where Storm slaps away. Lynn fires back, shoots Storm to the steel, but Mikey comes back out and bangs Lynn into the steel. Mikey comes over and high five Storm with a smirk. We clip back inside the ring where Lynn gets a head scissors and back elbow. Clip ahead to Mikey dodging a dive off the top, trying the whippersnapper, but Lynn counters to an inverted DDT. Clip to Lynn going up top, but Storm shoves him off. Mikey tries a suplex. Lynn blocks, but Mikey gets a whippersnapper for two. We go to a series of reversals where Storm smacks Lynn with a chair. Mikey gets two on a roll-up, but Lynn kicks Mikey off into the chair. Storm says Mikey's a loser. He can't even win with his help. Lynn finishes with a bridging German and gets a pop. Storm is running his mouth, but Lynn smashes him with a baseball slide. Lynn comes off the top, but Tammy pulls Storm out of the way, and Storm slings Lynn into the stage. Storm brags about how he's better than both guys. And that's that. Uh, Matt only clips, but it's fun from what we saw. Usual great pace and snap offense And these guys. Mikey looks kind of like a clown. Um, Think Storm cares, but it's obvious Storm's just using him. Uh, Storm's red hot. His push is on fire. We'll see where this three way goes. I went two and a half stars for the match from what we saw.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I went two and a half on it to Uh solid enough match to keep this angle going. Uh, it did make Mikey seem kind of naive here, which mm-hmm. I thought was, was interesting. But I mean, like everybody and their mother knew that Storm was probably going to turn on Mikey. So, but I guess that plays into Mikey's character some more. But I mean, I... I really enjoyed this for what it was, so these guys obviously have great chemistry with one another, and Lynn's the type of guy you can work with damn near anybody, so uh, I'd like to see the full match, but for what we got here, I went two and a half on it.
2: I mean, like, basically, those were my thoughts. Definitely uh, love their chemistry, and they just just have that thing that works. Um, And a lot of good use of the railings in this match. A lot of people got fucked up on the railings, which Mm. I really like. Um, yeah, I mean, Mikey's not known for his smarts, I suppose. Um, but he looked particularly dumb here, which I didn't really like that much. Yeah. Um, but I did do two and three quarters overall.
0: Yeah, he definitely looks like uh very sting-like here, and it's and even sting. <laughs> oh, that's this a one. good one. Mm. I don't know if Sting even would have fallen for this one. It was
1: pretty. <laughs>
0: Uh, We get clips from last week where Justin Credible cost Tommy Dreamer a match with the FBI. We get clips then from Tanaka versus Credible from last week as well. Joey tells us Masato, Tanaka, will challenge Rob Van Dam at guilty as charged for the TV title. That should be it. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go. We get clips of Credible berating Chastity from a week ago in that very uncomfortable scene in the hallway. Right. Joey's into the nest. He talks more about Tanaka. We see uh, Tanaka versus Austin from Heat Wave obviously filling time on this end of year show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Joey's in in the nest. He talks about the big tag title challenge and the stakes. And that brings us to our match from Japan as the Dudley boys defend their titles against Raw Van Dam and Sabu. Uh, this is of course from Tokyo. We clipped to the Dudleys working over Sabu's neck. They throw a Bubba throwing a table in the ring. Sabu throws it out. I mean, no sells it and throws it into Sabu. We click to Bubba, no selling a clothesline, hitting a Bubba bomb and a neck vice. We clip to Sabu mounting a comeback. It's a slingshot Rana. Clip to RVD tagging in, cutting through Devon, getting some near falls. RVD gets a Rana. Then we clip to Devon landing a tough back elbow, slugging away. Devon gets a hanging neckbreaker off the middle rope for two. We clip to RVD hitting a somersault plancha to Bubba. And then to Sabu hitting a a triple jump moonsault onto Devon for two. Sabu's in pain as we clip to Bubba hitting a powerbomb and mocking him. We clip to RVD hitting a springboard plancha into the crowd. We get loud ECW chants. Clip to Bubba blocking a table throw from Sabu and firing it back at him. RVD comes in as a Van Damminator into a table. Sabu is clearly messed up. He's calling for help from RVD, who looks a little concerned. RVD and Sabu hit Rolling Thunder on the champions. We clip to Devon getting put on a table. Sabu it's a slingshot leg drop. We clip to Devon powerbombing RVD and Bubba superplexing Sabu. Devon gets two on a big splash. We then clip to RVD hitting the frog splash on Bubba. But Devon saves. We clipped the, D- the Dully sitting a double team neck on RVD. Bubba gets a Salto on RVD. Sabu comes in. He smacks Bubba with a table shard. And again, no sells and smacks Sabu back with it. We then clip to a very stiff fan, Daminator on Bubba and Sabu and RVD both cover to win the titles and stay a team. Uh, this was kind of a weird match. I, I thought Bubba no selling. Everything was odd. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Sabu's stuff looking weak because of the injury. Uh so I guess that explains a little bit with RVD kind of carrying them. The crowd was digging it, and the, the match was fun. Uh, and the finish was good, too, as our super team is is still a unit. The Dulles, it's, it's whatever. They just drop the titles whenever it doesn't seem to matter. Um, they kind of stay hot. So I, I went three stars, Jenny, but I, I feel like this is one that would have been – I feel like we say this for all everything, but really played up well in Queens or, or Philly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the Japanese crowd was good, but I just feel like with the angle and the way they were trying to tell the story – um it was just weird seeing bubba just like no sell everything uh and then also we clipped to a van dominator and we're done so I, I think the clipping didn't help yes. we almost would have been better mm-hmm. off not seeing this match and just seeing yes. the end if they yeah. said hey we have breaking news of what just happened right. in japan let's we'll show right. you the finish um that might have been better i think the way they went about it just made the match look weird
2: this is the my, that was my exact note was and like three stars
0: i don't know if i said it but that's right yeah about.
2: so like we've just over time we've just kind of become accustomed to the clipping and we go like look i extrapolated a three stars out of that match or whatever um and
1: extrapolation.
2: yeah and then but this one it actively hurt it because every time i would get into it they would clip and then they would clip mm-hmm. and then they would so i was like edging the whole match right and i'm like okay and then the japanese crowd i thought was a little bit more lively than i am Actually anticipated Um, I love the photographers Everywhere Mm -hmm. Um, That's like I don't know why I really like that always pop for all the photographers But I mean Sabu was still Sabu I mean I don't know how diminished He looked but um, It was just all the clipping That I feel like it took away Sort of that ability to get a flow Of the match but um, The Van Damme You know, I always pop for that. Um, There was a lot of sick spots, and as you would expect from a match like this. Um, So I did three and a quarter stars, Matt.
1: Yeah, I went three stars on it too, like you guys. I think the clipping actively hurt it. And it, it's tough because you you know this match was probably like 20 minutes long and mm-hmm. you got to clip it down to like six or seven minutes. So like you're going to inevitably miss something. But like I almost wonder if they could have picked better spots if there were any in this match. I don't know. It's just it was kind of weird. So, I mean, I, I did go three stars on it. It was still really fun. I felt like it was kind of tame on the tame side too. Like I almost yeah. wanted it to be a little bit more violent. Like, I think that Sabu
0: injury just really slowed yeah. it
1: down. Yeah, so I think that's that's definitely playing a role in it. But I mean, you know, uh, new tag champions again. The table stuff I thought was all really good in that in the match. Uh, the table shots, just chucking the chair, the tables at one another. I thought that was really great. So, but yeah, it was missing something for sure. So uh, three. These got these teams. I think together are capable
0: of better for sure. So three stars. All right, we get music video highlights of the match and then wrap up. Uh, so let's do our awards here for the first episode. Uh, best match, I, I, I mean, it's pretty much.
1: Oh, well, I, I guess we that. saw
0: two, but yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that makes worst match, Mikey and Lynn.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Best moment, I just want the title change already. Sabu getting the belts. Yep.
2: Yeah, I like that part.
0: Okay. Uh, most '90s, I went with the two graphics. We saw sleazier than Jerry Springer at the beginning, as a, as a tag. <laughs> and then all the champions of 1998. I mean, that's pretty yeah, pretty yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, stock rising with Douglas, Storm, RVD, Sabu, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and then falling. I just went Mikey. I, I thought he looked
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. 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 I'm, like, just at a loss for the booking for Mikey. So, I just assume there's, like, shit happening that I'm not aware of that explains the booking for Mikey. So, I got
0: nothing on that. All right. I went six and a half out of ten. Uh, again, a, v- a fine episode of TV, especially at this time of year when they're definitely just filling the weeks. At the holiday, you get some Japanese stuff in there, get a title change, You get the Douglas clip. So, it was fine. It was nothing must-see, though. Like, you just find out about the title change. hmm Whatever beyond that, it wasn't like a ton else going on.
2: I did the six and a half,
1: yeah. say so I gave it a bit of a bump for
0: the uh for the title change in the end, so six and a half. Okay, all it's right, so fast forward a week, December 26, 1998. I don't know if we're gonna get any boozy Christmas music this year, but uh, <laughs> highlights of years past. Uh, Insert Joey...
2: boozy Christmas music,
0: here. Right. I wish we could find that version and play it <laughs> right. I don't know if it was a Peacock, a WD Network. 24-7 or original, but it was, it was a chance. Look, I'm Whatever she,
2: somebody out there knows what the uh, hell it was.
0: Yeah. Rocco probably has an atrial. I was going to say, just ask Rocco. Yeah. He's got it on vinyl or something. <laughs> All right, December 26th, Joey is in the ring at the arena. The crowd is fired up for this holiday edition. We're uh-huh. now under two weeks away from guilty as charged. Taz marches out, lays down the FTW title, says he's coming for receipt number three from Sabu and promises is coming tonight. As Shane Douglas told him if he does the heist Douglas will pay the price and Taz leaves gives us our opening animation and then we head right back to the ring with Justin credible and his crew are heading out Jason is arguing with chastity in front of a random female fan that Jason also seemed to be talking to Chastity's back in her baggy grunge clothes Joey Knight notes that credible will face Tommy dream in her stairway to hell match at guilty as charged Chastity rips off her baggy clothes reveals a dress her incredible argue and he throws her out chastity argues with the fan she jumps the railing gets to the ring and we get a cat fight credible and jason pull them apart joey thinks credible knows the mystery woman by the way he's acting credible canes chastity the head gives the new woman the cane she batters chastity with it until the ring announcers lay on chastity uh and uh credible canes the shit out of him as well to a pop so the ring announcer trying to um uh, little intel action maybe try to yeah. <laughs> try to win over to has been uh uh chastity from afar. Think this is his <laughs> chance to get in. Wow. You build
2: a and whole stands story. stands
0: up to the bullies. That's, that's
1: a hell of a narrative you built a up. whole fan fiction. You know, yeah, he, he sure It's like a high
0: school story. He, he stood up to the bully it. finally. Oh, he nice. soars opening. Soars opening. Anyway, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, Dreamer eventually makes a save. Terry Funk comes out and says, Tommy user is supposed to love his mentor, but he'll kick him in the balls because he's a yellow chicken dick. <laughs> funk gets to the ring awesome. Funk gets to the ring with Credible. He puts a hand behind his back. He calls Tommy a gutless bastard. He says he used Funk. The crowd is cheering on Tommy, but Funk and Credible just keep talking shit. Credible says if Tommy wants him, he has to go through his mentor first. The uh, mystery woman hits Tommy with a low blow. Credible and Funk then kick the shit out of him. Funk says Credible is his new protege. Tommy grabs Funk's hand, but Credible and Funk beat him on, uh, beat him down some more, hitting That's Incredible. Jason puts a ladder in the ring. They put Tommy's leg on it and mash it with a chair, wrench it on his leg. Uh, just a, a wild scene from start to finish. A lot, a lot happening here. Uh, this angle is hyper-driven to red-hot status. A really great segment, a great beatdown. Um, I guess to encapsulate it, they're fighting it at guilty as charge. Funk is with Credible. They beat the shit out of Tommy, and it looks like chastity is done as well. Uh, and we have a new... Uh, female with credible screws so matt I, I don't know what are your thoughts on everything including if you have any thoughts on the task thing as well where know. would you so. like me to start with this Because <laughs> lot, lot there's, there's,
1: there's a lot to unpack here uh chastity getting that cane shot good lord mm. that was rough yeah yes brutal just so brutal uh the ring announcer coming in as the as is the narrative that you started there i thought that was uh that was uh interesting where out of nowhere this ring announcer is going to get involved in the storyline for some reason just super weird and out of nowhere wasn't expecting is it love? That. apparently yeah it sounds like it my god poor bob <laughs> Uh, Of course, Terry Funk, you gutless bastard, just (laughs) ranting and raving about everything, doing his Terry Funk thing. Uh, The brawl was great. Uh, I think you've mentioned this before, though. It is weird seeing Funk do a spinning toehold after you have cane shots, ladder yeah, shots. It's just, it's a finisher that doesn't make sense. It, I mean, it barely made sense in like 1982, never mind in 1998. It's just, it's a weird finisher, especially given this company. But yeah, there was a lot here and it was all uh, really good. And I'm interested to see uh, what Credible is like as uh, Funk's protege. That could be really interesting. So.
2: I mean, how dare you? Uh, spinning toehold is a signature move, isn't it? Uh,
1: it is. That doesn't mean it's good.
2: <laughs> I know, but like, if you're going to see Terry Funk, you need to see him do that shit.
1: Like, no, but- I, I, I understand that, but it's just really weird after he's beaten the bag out of someone with a ladder for him to put on a, a toe wrench on your big toe or something. It's just super
0: weird. <laughs> it's odd.
2: It is odd, but it's fine because Terry Funk, he's a legend and he doesn't yeah, give a fuck what y'all think. You know um, He's so creepy in this whole You know you betrayed Me role like It's, it's like It's I feel Almost sympathetic towards him Right? Like, I feel like he's a little touched and he's a little old and he doesn't understand the situation. So (laughs) he's healing it up so hard, but I just kind of feel bad for him the whole time.
1: Get CTE before CTE. (laughs) It's
2: like uh, my empathy is getting in the way of this character. But uh, him choosing Justin as his new protege is genius. Like, I think. I love that because um, that's really got to hurt Tommy. Like, look, Tommy yeah. loves Terry Funk. He he won't even fight back. He gets his absolute ass kicked, like only Tommy Dreamer can. And
0: well, and they needed a way to like merge these feuds too because right. they started this Tommy mm-hmm. Funk feud. Perfect for that. Credible got left at the altar by Sandman. Yes. Um. So he kind of had to go back to Tommy. So they, they're doing a good job of at least like converging those two enemies of Tommy's into one. Plus, you never know a funk, you know, he's such a wild card, yes. right. <laughs> He can leave it so it's almost better to have someone else with him in case he right. bails again, right? Um, it's you have true. at least you, you know the feud doesn't just die, so right.
2: But good lord at the ass kicking Tommy took. Um, and then the new girl is interesting, the way they introduced her was interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and uh, the way that funk appears out of nowhere was great. Um, like a the ghost of himself. Um <laughs> but yeah, this was this is pretty good shit. Like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like I, I struggle open for sure. I struggle with Justin Credible, like because usually I'm a heel person, but like with him I feel like I don't like him in the way I would normally like a heel, but I can appreciate what he's doing as a heel. But I'm not like on his side, the way I normally yeah. would be. Mm-hmm. So it's like most, like most a buffer fault. for me with yeah.
0: him. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's punching above his weight for sure. They've oh, paper pushed, well. but he keeps
2: delivering.
0: Like, yeah, he, he does. Keeps doing
2: right. it well, yeah. and it keeps stringing me along. But I still, I, still, I mean, i him that credit. Disconnect with
0: him. Well, I give him credit. He, he's not in any way trying to be like a cool. Vibing heel, he's just a no, man, no, shit. <laughs> he's no like and the yeah. It's an actual, and stuff. normally, yeah.
2: I respond to that very yes. positively, so that's why I'm like struggling a
0: little bit. All right, Joey's in the nest, types up the rest of the show, including tonight's main event, what it means for the company to have Sabu and Taz wrestle again. Joey talks about being here for the classics like the Dean Malenko Eddie Guerrero match, Rey Mysterio psychosis, and it happened again tonight with two men making the debuts after feuding in Japan. And that brings us to our next match, one that we all need to get comfortable with because we're going to be seeing it oh <coughs> quite a bit. Maybe this, not this match in particular. Definitely these guys, though,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are going to be stalwarts for a bit. Uh, and that is Yoshihiro Tajiri taking on Antifaz del Norte. We ease in with Tajiri working the arm. Antifaz works free, leading to a quick series and a standoff. Clipped Antifaz landing on a stiff kick to the back. Tajiri kicks right back at him, nails a stiff-seated drop kick. Tajeri blocks a punch with a kick. It's a high cross body. Tajeri hits a handspring back, elbow to a pop. Antifaz bails out. We clip to a perfect acai moonsault from Tajeri, and the crowd is rocking. Mm. Joey says, You can see a star being born, and we have two of them right here. Tajeri lands a nasty kick to the head, hooks a tarantula. <coughs> Excuse me. Antifaz works free, but Tajeri kicks him down, hooks a camel clutch. We clip to Tajeri missing a moonsault. Antifaz gets Two on a La Mahistral. We clip to Antifaz blocking a monkey foot with a stomp and chomping away. Hits a corkscrew plancha. that we clip to Jerry countering a tornado DDT. Stomps hard on Antifaz's head. Antifaz blocks a Rana with a stiff power bomb. It's a slingshot corkscrew splash for two. He spikes the Jerry, hits a top rope elbow for two. The Jerry gets caught up top. They trade slaps until Antifaz gets a top rope rana. Clipped it to Jerry, getting a sunset flip into a rolling leg slip for two. To Jerry hits a brainbuster for two, follows the dragon suplex into a bridge to pick up the win in a fucking fantastic match, uh, an all-time ECW and wrestling future star on display. Into Jerry, who looked fantastic. Antifaz was great too, but it's to Jerry that showed the insane charisma, snap offense, super smooth and fluid. Connected right off the bat. Uh, these both these guys are gonna be big additions. To Jiri, clearly, though, the one to look out for is a star, Jenny. I went three and three quarters. Uh, this is uh, as good as a debut as you could have in a match like this on TV, so even with the clipping, was fantastic.
2: Yeah, oh, god, the clipping I wanted to just fucking murder during this match, but god damn, that was fucking awesome. Like, I did three and three quarters too. Uh, he was just. Tajiri was it like he's on fire crowd automatically loves this person um that sweet like tarantula whatever he called it move that was awesome and the pace was non-stop and the fluidity was just gorgeous like it's just a beautiful match to watch like even if they cut it off like crazy um but like Tajiri in his like his face like I've never wanted to watch a wrestler's face as much as I wanted to watch his. He's so expressive in the ring. Um, and it's just so such an automatic connection with this guy. So, I mean, I wish it wasn't clipped up. I love the dragon suplex with the bridge uh, to get the pin. It's a fucking great ass match, Maddie.
1: Yeah, uh hell of a debut for both guys. I went three and a half on it. Uh, I am a big Tajiri Mark, so I'm very excited for this because I and I didn't realize he was here this early. So that kind of mm-hmm. surprised me when I saw him pop up here. But goddamn, he's great. And those fucking kicks, man. Yes just the pop they make the sound they make is just disgusting and it's great the brain buster he hit was sick I mean they both guys uh, got their shit in for sure but it definitely to me felt like Tajiri was the guy that they yeah. And even Joey alluded to such on commentary yeah. that like he's going to be the guy that and you know he tried to put both guys over but he was putting more towards yeah. Tajiri so uh, yeah this is uh, fantastic stuff and this is only the beginning of greatness from him so we had a like, lot we had- of
0: Tajiri to go oh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Hey,
2: that makes seen so
0: happy you have no idea mm-hmm. yep. yeah uh, and it's a revamp we're gonna see throughout 99 there's a real refocus on yep. the hard-hitting in-ring action uh from like a, a whole new group of stars that we're gonna see guys like, nice. like jerry etc um all right so joey's in the nest talks about what we just saw hypes what's still yet to come on a very loaded episode of tv rvd and fonzie are backstage rvd brags a bit joey's in the nest he says a veteran has popped by the arena for a visit and Steven Prezak is backstage with Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. Danny Doring at Roadkill Interrupt. We have an awkward back and forth. Gibson asks Doring if he wants an autograph. Doring keeps stammering. He says Ricky and Robert double teamed his mom at a Hardee's and that Gibson is his dad. He thought it could be either one, but he's pretty sure it's Robert and he hugs him.
2: Why is he pretty sure it's Robert?
0: Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Because Joey in the nest says he's going to try and cover this with a straight face. He recaps what we just saw that Doring believes Gibson is dad because the Rock and Roll Express double teamed his mom and Gibson's hair is not blonde like Doring's is not <laughs> blonde. So he must be the father.
2: I mean, it's flawless logic. It really, makes as much sense, makes sense as anything
0: else. It. It's uh, right there with Lauren Bobert and, and Stan Lane for sure. Right. Yeah. As
2: much as Doring is capable of, I would guess. But this was kind of fucking hilarious. And I was five stars.
1: Yeah, really? I was not expecting Robert Gibson to show up out of nowhere. <laughs> and then they make fun, they have a line about the fucking rock and roll express double teaming someone's mom in a fast food restaurant. <laughs> I'm mean, that happened. I'm sure right? that's true. Like Robert oh, probably didn't yeah. deny Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
0: There's no deny no it. Robert might have thought it was a shoot. He might have thought it was real. He's probably like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's God, really. dead.
1: How
2: many young dad? men have come up to him and claimed to be his son, you know, over oh, the yeah. years?
0: I bet it still happens.
2: If I had a dollar, you know. Oh, we
0: saw him in Nashville. Was that him? Was it, uh, we did. It was him, well, right? I think it was Gibson. I don't think I'm it was more. I sure. it was Gibson. It was Gibson with the eye. Yeah. Let's yeah. 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 Um, head the karaoke bar. All right. <laughs> back through the ring we go. Rob Van Dam taking on Balls Mahoney for the TV title. Balls bangs out to the ring for a big title match chance to end this epic reign. RVD heads out with Fonzie. Balls standing with his chair. Fonzie still has his Japanese headband on. After a break, we get going to Balls catching <laughs> RVD on a cross body. He knocks him over the top rope. Balls bounces to the floor, hammers away at the champ, <laughs> shoots mid into the railing. Balls pops RVD with a soda can, but RVD punches back at him. Balls gets twisted around and shot into the steel. RVD dumps Balls into the crowd, follows out the springboard moonsault. RVD goes up top and flies into Balls in the crowd with a somersault plancha in an insane spot. Back inside, RVD slams Balls and follows with a frog splash for two. Balls mashes RVD with a clothesline, slams, and the Balls evacuates the top rope with a frog splash of his own for two, <laughs> which looked great. Balls gets deep into RVD with a stomp and punch and a hard wow. splash. Fonzie tosses a chair to RVD, who tosses it to Balls. Balls ducks a Van Daminator. The ref gets wiped out and seemingly has his nose broken. He gets whacked hard. Mm-hmm. Balls nails RVD with a lariat, tries to wake up the ref. RVD grabs a chair. Balls kicks it through the champion, grabs a chair, puts RVD on it, goes to the middle rope, misses a leg drop. RVD misses a corkscrew leg drop. Balls buries RVD on the chair of the pile driver. The ref is slow to count. Balls bitches at the bleeding ref as RVD hits a top rope sidekick into the chair for two. Balls recovers with the Nutcracker sweep, but it's slow to cover and only gets two. Balls swings the chair. RVD ducks, but then Balls ducks a Van Daminator, crushes RVD with a chair and a nasty shot. Fonzie saves by throwing a chair at Balls. RVD recovers, hits a Van Daminator, and Frog Splash on the chair for the win. In a very good TV match, RVD is fantastic. Balls really brought the heat. A blend of hard-hitting action and violence. Sick chair shot. Uh, RVD's fun rain keeps rolling. Balls comes close but couldn't finish. Uh, the ending was good as Fonzie needed to help and keeps Balls strong. RVD gets a kill shot as well. Uh, Matt, I really enjoyed this. Three and a half. It surprised me. I wasn't expecting much uh, when Balls rolled out there. But uh, ended up being pretty good
1: when balls rolled out there huh uh yeah i went three and a half two uh super fun match uh i have to point out there was a guy in the crowd wearing a legalized crack shirt uh, which, <laughs> which stuck out to me like a sore thumb so typical ecw fan uh, where, where can one buy that shirt he asked for a friend i mean gibson is there <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was him wearing it i mean but uh yeah just a super fun match uh RVD hitting all his signature offense. Uh, balls doing the uh, frog splash off the top rope, sort of yes, like sir. RVD. Good yep. Christ. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a thing a man that size should be able to do. Just super impressive. The chair shots were brutal. Just early onset dementia for RVD, I'm sure. For, <laughs> from that uh, from that chair shot, just disgusting. And uh, Balls got a lot of shine here. You could argue they uh, polished Balls, one might say. Uh, so another great match for RVD. Uh, three and a half for me.
2: All right. <laughs> I did three and three quarters because this is a low key dream match for me. So I love balls and uh, I love RVD. So, and I popped so hard when balls pulled off that fucking frog splash. Mm-hmm. Top. Oh, I loved it. I like the ref bump even in this. Like, this was just super fun. RVD doing what he does and Balls
0: was hanging in there, right? Right? Someone's definitely got a clip. You said I love balls, but so, I I mean, we can put it with Scott it. saying he loves big Flip. dick. <laughs> All right, main event time: uh, Taz and Sabu, an unlikely ECW Arena match. Yep. Uh, but here we go, the legendary feud. Taz talks out with his FTW title, ready to reignite this legendary rivalry. After break, Taz has Sabu, wrecks him with a German Taz, flex, Sabu lands hard on his head. Sabu is hurting as Taz tries to full Nelson. Sabu goes low, hits a hard clothesline for two. Sabu follows with a slingshot leg lariat for one. The crowd is buzzing as Fonzie puts a table in the ring. Sabu lays it in against the corner, shoots Taz through it, follows with a leap into his back, but bangs himself up as well. Sabu knocks Taz to the floor and follows with a table bridge. Fonzie holds him as Sabu plows through him with a triple jump splash. Taz recovers. He whacks Sabu in the head with a pan, slings him into the crowd and follows out. Taz drags him up the stairs and throws him off the bleachers. He leaps down and slings them into the wall. Sabu is bleeding. Taz grinds the cut on the bleachers and walks him through the crowd. Taz shoots Sabu back inside the ring, sets up a table in the corner. Sabu tries to punch Taz away and then grabs a chair from Fonzie, hits air Sabu, but Taz counters a whip, hooks a Phil Nelson, and flips Sabu over through the table with a dragon suplex and a great spot to a pop. Shane Douglas is out. He's barking orders. Fonzie tries to throw the towel in. Taz catches it and throws it back at him. Douglas puts up three fingers. Taz kicks a chair out to Fonzie, flips off Shane, flips off Fonzie. Taz drags Sabu over, but lays down, puts Sabu on top of him, and Sabu gets the win and the FTW title. Taz puts the FTW belt on Sabu and walks off. Kind of a confusing finish.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. To a great
0: to a great match. Uh, maybe their best. I thought the wild vibes all through the arena and violent, vicious sprint. Sabu's broken in pieces. Taz sticks it to Shane, hands his belt to the busted-up Sabu to keep things moving along in a zigzag direction in this feud, which has been kind of crazy since November, remember, Jenny? Um, Three and a half for me. I thought the match was fantastic. I thought the atmosphere was fantastic. The ending, we'll see. There's one little thing that happens after the match we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, But what did you think about the match itself?
2: I mean, look, it's another fucking banger. Uh, It probably is their best match. I really like the bleacher spot in the back of the crowd. And I really love the crowd brawling. Um, My first note from this is Taz is in white. Oh shit. So we knew he was going to be bleeding like a motherfucker and he bleeds like a motherfucker. And Taz is great. Like normally this is a longer match. I can see when Taz gets tired. I I can see when he gives out, but he hang in there. Like he did it. He did the thing. And I don't get the ending. Like I, I don't get it.
0: It's been a like, lot like, of I this, don't get it. this angle since November, since the right before November, remember, including the finish there has definitely been confusing. Um, yes. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. Uh, the action and the promos and everything has been fantastic. Um, yes. But the decisions seem to be weird. Uh, but I, I think we're just gonna save it for Guilty as charge because they're trying to weave some kind of story together here. and, and well, will but it's been an odd march. If you're like ordering that show live at the time, you're definitely sitting a little confused as to what's going on.
2: I yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I hated the belt from the beginning, so I, it's like, I, I don't know. I just like couldn't like I couldn't get there, and I felt dumb for most of the day. Anyway, I still did three and three quarter stars, Matt.
1: I'm glad I wasn't the only one confused by the ending because I was goddamn. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand. The match itself was fantastic. I love the match. I I agree with JT. I think it's their best that that they've had together, which is crazy given the finish. But Mm -hmm. like they just went out there and they threw bombs for 10 minutes, which is like among my favorite type of matches when you have a quick sprint and it's just nonstop and they just throw bombs at each other for 10 minutes, which is what this was. This was awesome. Like you had a table. Yeah. The match starts with Taz killing Sabu with a suplex like. Yeah that's kind of when you knew that <laughs> things shit was going to go down in this match. And it just went from there. So it's a great match, but yeah, man, that finished like, uh, it it'll, if they're overthinking it. I think is the ultimate. It feels to me like they're overthinking things on the road to guilty is charged. And I, I don't know what the point of having Taz pull Sabu on him to win the matches. I just don't, I tried thinking about it, but I'm like, I, I don't yeah, understand. I don't...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I think we've just assumed this whole time that the end game was Taz marching towards Shane Douglas, and um instead of just having a straight line, it should have it should we've talked about it. it should have been in November remember, Shane was injured yep. or whatever. um so they had to stretch it to here, so they had to fill five weeks, so they do this whole sabu thing um but I think they're just yeah i, I think it's like a waste to to tell it's like almost weave, like weave a story and keep yeah. Sabu in the mix. And, and get there instead of a straight line. And maybe whoever is left out of that title match is set up for the next title match. That's all I can think of. I, I don't yeah. know beyond that. What it not. just feels
1: like they're throwing shit to a wall, to the wall right now and seeing if anything sticks. It's just super weird. Like in a well, perfect it's, world, it's Taz working. Is
0: world, right? Like in a perfect world, Taz is world champion already. But. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so steam Prazak is in the garage. He tries to talk to Taz. Taz just says, Sabu's a hell of a wrestler. Uh, and that he always picks the spots. Uh, As he always says he does, Taz did the heist. Shane paid the price. Taz speeds off and go back to the ring. Sabu is getting loaded onto a stretcher. RVD is knocked out as well. We get replays of what happened as Joey tries to figure it out. Um, All right. This is our final episode of 98. Let's do our awards. Best match for me on a pretty loaded show uh, was Tajiri and Antifaz del Norte.
2: I mean, I had three matches that were the same grade. I'm going to go RVD and balls.
1: Yeah, it's close, but I I ended up going Sabu Taz. Tells you
0: Interesting.
2: how great they all Yeah, Nothing. we all chose something different. We never do that.
0: Uh, worst match, I, I went RVD Balls, even though I loved, I loved it too. Yeah. I mean, a yep. worst match is a three and a half. So it tells you right. how it stacked up this card. I'm going
2: to do Taz Sabu.
0: Uh, best moment, I went Funk Incredible, Destroying Dreamer. I mean, you almost forget it happened the match. <laughs> right. But. To that or telling Robert Gibson he has illegitimate children oh
2: shit that might be it yeah I'm going with that
0: <laughs> alright most 90s I went with Antifaz Del Norte as well as the sign in the crowd that said bacon 99 cents a pound I don't know why but
1: felt very 90s uh, I went with uh Steven Prezak looking like Vince Russo on
0: heroin oh, yeah. oh
2: wow why, why is Del Norte 90s
0: I don't know. It just feels like a relic from '99. Like oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know if he last. He last just made it
2: up. I got it. Uh,
0: yeah, Norte it's, it's, it's actually feels '99. Norte actually stands for '90s. It's a little known. yeah. <laughs> uh, Antifaz del Norte. This feels very '99. Yeah. Antipasto, antipasto. del. Yeah, Norte. That,
2: that's what I said in my head all day was antipasto.
0: Yeah. Ron Ron Renzi style. All right, stock rising. Uh, Terry Funk, just incredible. To Giri, RVD, Mahoney, Taz, Sabu, like all of them were fantastic. Everybody. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. yeah. The only down I had was chastity and, and Doring. I mean, Doring would think I dope, but um, no, yeah. he was just trying to find his father. I mean, <laughs> that's true.
2: Poor chastity. All
0: right, I, I, I thought this was a fantastic episode. Um, yep. It caught me off guard because these year-end ones are usually kind of a throwaway. So I was surprised uh, to have like this loaded one thrown out, you know, ten days or whatever before the pay-per-view, pretty much. Uh, I went 9.5 out of 10, which I think is one of the highest scores I've given in, in probably forever. Um, maybe since the heyday of the WWF uh, ECW feud in, the, in 97. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we had anything this high all through 98. It brings us back, Jenny, to some of the real high high ones like in 95, 96 um, with like all the, the real high-level Ravens stuff that we saw. Um, I, I don't know. It may be a 10. I, I don't know what stopped me, but it's, it feels like maybe the finish being confusing, but and to me, it's about as perfect of a one-hour mm-hmm. TV show as you can get.
2: Isn't that weird, though, that we're having this rando, like, nine and a half out of ten, like, episode and something that we all seem pretty lukewarm about?
0: Well, the I mean, it's like 45 minutes. It has three fantastic matches. Right, A true. great angle, um, a big angle at the end, like, no waste of time. I mean, it was... It was fantastic. So yeah, I mean, we may not be like super hot on the angle, but I think the execution of it was good. It's just kind of the long term story mm-hmm. is kind of
2: good. all right. I'll do the nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I went nine on it. Uh it's probably I don't think we had anything that high in ninety-eight. I mean, the only one I could mm-hmm. think of that comes close as far as what I've watched is the one that the episode that had the dreamer raven loser leaves town mm-hmm. match mm-hmm. on it. That was like a nine, nine and a half for me. So pretty close to that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a great episode for sure. It's worth pulling up on the on the network and very network. out of nowhere.
2: Yes, completely.
0: All right, <clears throat> let's move ahead to nineteen ninety nine. It's a party let's like party. it's nineteen ninety nine. January second, we open with Terry Funk walking to the ring in Queens. To berate Tommy Dreamer, he's laid out next to a ladder. Credible is also out there. His crew is around. Funk keeps calling Tommy a yellow chicken dick. He asks if he saved him for uh, the last dance. Funk slaps Tommy around, but Tommy won't fight back. Funk gets a chair and sits in it. Says he'll sit there until Tommy gives him a halfway decent fight. Funk slaps the shit out of Tommy, calls him disrespectful, and spikes him into the chair as Joey's begging him to defend himself. And then we get our opening animation. Any quick thoughts on that segment?
2: (sighs) It's kind of hard to watch a little bit, like I said, with mm. my weird Terry Funk feelings. Um, poor, I, I it's a hard spot for Tommy. Like, I get it, I get why he doesn't want to fight back, and but I'm tired of getting him like seeing him get his ass beat. So, there's that.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like we're we're getting close to the point where dreamers going to start fighting back because <laughs> yeah. this 55 year old man or however old he is just keeping on stomping him and beating his ass. Like it's not a great look for Tommy. So, and, and I know he's bulletproof, but at some point he's going to fight back here. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and continue on. Joey's in the ring. The crowd is molten hot as oh, you walk us at 1999. He has a special announcement. This is the first show to be seen in New York City as ECW is back on MSG Network. This gets a huge pop at allowed MSG chant. Joey says, we're one week away from guilty as charged, but we have a problem. There is no challenger for Shane Douglas. Douglas, if you had seen head to the ring, Shane says he told the fans here last time Sabu wouldn't make it to January 10th, and he's guilty of being a shoot and has been the greatest world champion in the sport in the last five years. He hoisted a dead industry and brought it back by being the greatest and having a plan every time he walks the aisle. He said Sabu wouldn't make it. He enlisted the help of Taz, and he wants him out here now because he has a lot to give Taz for delivering and taking Sabu off his ass for guilty as charged. Taz steps in the ring, and Shane says he has a lot of cash, a dress full of gash, and the triple threat that kicks ass, and Taz can name his price. Shane hugs Taz, but Taz doesn't hug him back. Taz (laughs) says he doesn't need Shane's money or his rat because they're a dime a dozen on 42nd Street. And he doesn't need the triple threat because it's dead. He did the heist, and the price will be a world title match at the pay-per-view. Taz tells Shane to expect no mercy, and he is the next world champion. The plan has paid off, and Taz is marching toward the title. Shane is in the soup. He stomps around the ring angrily. Uh, Jenny, does this help you? with the story at all i mean it killed five weeks of tv taz had an elaborate plan to wipe out sabu and steal his title shot and he's done that by marching shane into a corner using shane's fear of sabu against him i think it at least makes the story make sense by this point heading into the pay-per-view and we're back to taz and shane where he would have been anyway
2: yeah i mean yeah i admittedly i was very distracted by francine during the segment uh because it's just like a top five look for her that I've seen of her It's quite incredible so anyway um when I looked at Taz every now and then um some of what he said was making sense but I just don't believe Taz to be a mastermind in any way like Taz's plans paid off like okay I don't know it all I I don't know. It's fine. I mean, it doesn't have to be
0: a mastermind. It wasn't like, uh, I mean, you know, it wasn't like it was brilliant of plans. It was pretty easy to put together.
2: Like like it was obvious what he was doing the entire time. Right. I think that's why I'm like, (laughs) okay, we all saw your plan there, buddy. You know, like, I
0: don't know. It kind of Uh, makes Shane look stupid, but I guess in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, I don't know, maybe he'd rather face Taz and Sabu, or maybe he thought he'd get Taz to take, take one of the other prizes and not, the title mm-hmm. match?
2: Maybe legitimately he thought Taz might cave. I don't know.
0: Because he keeps saying he's got the FTW title. So maybe he's right. thinking he's got he what he wants anyway. Right.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's it. That's it. Because that's it. he made such a big fucking deal about this mm. title this whole time. And then he just gives it away. He just fucks it up. Like, you made the title just to do this? Is that what I'm led to? Infer that the title didn't mean anything to you and it was just a means to an end to get to Shane. The FCW? We had, yes.
0: Yeah, it could have been a way to bait Shane in, right? Make him think he doesn't care. He's got his own title. Um, I don't know.
2: Yeah. That seems like I'm reaching uh, a bit. Um, But yeah, it just, to me, it solidifies my hatred of that title and all of that stuff anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it took a while to get here, like we've talked about, but at least we got here. Like, it's going to be Taz and Shane finally after a year and a half of, you know, this whole thing. So I'm glad that's happening, but it's like we've been talking about. It just feels like... uh, How we got here is very weird. And in a perfect world, Taz is champion. I still think they probably should have just given uh, Taz the title at November to remember. And then you have this whole two months be Shane trying to get the belt back type of thing. Like even if you do a quick two-minute match at November to remember, I think that to me would have made more sense than this. Than what we did here with all this convoluted stuff with Sabu getting the title shot. Now he's hurt. He's not getting the title shot. The FTW title switch. It's just... It's very convoluted, but I guess I'm glad that we got to the end game. That has to happen, and that's Taz and Shane at the pay-per-view. Like, that had to be the match. You can't put this off anymore. you got to burn it now. So I'm happy we're getting that. But, man, it was like getting to Mexico but stopping in Canada first.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. To the ring we go as Yoshihiro Tajiri is back to take on Pablo Marquez. Tajiri here for his Queens debut. We start with some feeling out, some quick strikes from Pablo. To Jerry comes kicking right back, laying him in. To Jerry is a nasty snap seated drop kick as the crowd is rocking. It's a handspring back elbow. Pablo bails, but to Jerry meets him with a somersault plancha, kicks him in the head, and hooks a tarantula. To Jerry keeps laying in kicks, twists into a sweet pin combination for near fall. To Jerry kicks away, but Pablo gets a clothesline into the break. When we come back, Pablo is midair into a corkscrew plancha to the floor. Back inside, Pablo gets a spin heel kick, spits on Jerry. To Jerry fires up with a hard flyer of kicks and spits back at him. Pablo slaps to Jerry. Jerry slaps him back. We get that twice, and then a double slap. It's to Jerry getting two on a German and finishing with a sick brainbuster. Uh, to Jerry's a, a just a fucking star. Uh, great semi squash. A fine outing for Pablo. To Jerry is just going to crush it in this environment. Uh, where the cr- he's just going to feed off the crowd. Uh, two and a quarter for me, Matt, and what's ostensibly just a squash.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a squash, but it's a damn good one. I went two and a half on it. Uh, Tajiri just kicks the shit out of poor Pablo. Good lord, just all the kicks in the corner, just good god. Like at one point, Mark has spits on Tajiri, and then he got like kicked in the face for it. Like just god, Tajiri's fucking awesome. The brain buster's sick and brutal. So, a uh, great showcase for Tajiri here, and yeah, uh, we're we're in for great things with Tajiri. So two and a half
2: i'm in love you guys um cool shit. <laughs> my boy this is just so fun it's just so awesome um i i don't like the where's your green card chance and also to which one of them Get is that, that directed
1: please. um <laughs> little and, a
2: little a b probably both um but it's just it's just fun. like i just I'm excited um, for more of him and um, for more matches like this. So, two and a quarter.
0: All right. Joey hikes up to Jerry, says he'll be at the pay per view and take on Super Crazy, who's going to debut here against Faz del Norte. That's our next big match. We join it in progress. Super Crazy ducks a charge, gets to do a quick flurry of counters between the two that ends both outside antifaz sweeping crazy into the apron goes up top it's a wild somersault plancha to a huge pop we clip to an antifaz rana arm drag and dodging a crazy dive crazy flies outside where antifaz meets him with another big somersault plancha we clip to antifaz getting the knees up on a moonsault and a roll up for two crazy drops down on a victory roll we get a series of near falls from both into a crazy chop clip to crazy slamming antifaz on the floor it's a moonsault off the railing Back inside Crazy slams Antifaz down. Hits a pair of perfect springboard moonsaults for two. Clip to Crazy going up top. Misses a corkscrew press. Antifaz gets two. Gets a Rana for two. Crazy counters with a Tiger Bomb for the win in a fantastic showcase match. Antifaz really balled out. Crazy looks great too. ECW is filling the roster with young insane studs. Hardcore in a different way. Through aerial assault, not just weapons. And their speed is insane. Jenny, I went three stars on the debut of Super Crazy
2: super crazy for me was three stars as well this was fucking great like just out of nowhere kind of just great um crowd was super into it it was clipped up which sucked for me but um the amount of moonsaults in this match is probably the most i've ever seen and they were very pretty to watch so i didn't mind it at all um i love that tiger bomb that wins the match Mm -hmm. fun fun shit three stars
1: Yeah, uh, I'm at three stars, too. Another really fun showcase here. Uh, Super crazy. Looked awesome. There was one move Antifaz hit where he dives over the ring post to the floor. That was like, oh, boy, if that ended bad, that would have ended really bad. Holy shit. Especially in that building where there's not a lot of room. (laughs) Like, good lord.
2: That was one of my notes was I was noticing that they seemed very aware of how confined Mm -hmm. it was uh, along the sides there because I could see them pull some of those dives and some of those flying moves um, to where they hit it perfectly, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's super impressive in that environment too, like you were mentioning. So just yeah, uh, <laughs> more moon salts per capita than there's ever been in a match, like you said. <laughs> so just yeah, awesome stuff. I'm so glad Super Crazy is here too because uh, he's another
0: one of my favorites. So three stars for me. Yeah, this mid card's really loading up for yeah. sure. All right, we get clips of Taz breaking Sabu's neck a week ago, knocked him out of the pay per view. Joey didn't up even the-
2: mention that. Uh, I know. Way, we didn't. Yeah. It, we, hey, Sabu broke his neck. Okay. Yeah.
0: again. Today <laughs>
2: it
1: that,
0: that, sh- that, that ends in Y for Sabu. Yeah.
2: Just like Sabu every other fucking
0: Friday <laughs> night. broken. So Taz, so great. Uh, he runs down the guiltiest charge card. Taz versus Shane Douglas for the world title is now official. Tommy Dreamer, just incredible, in A Stairway to Hell. Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn versus a mystery man because Paul Heyman has rescinded Mikey Whipwreck's invitation. Uh, more on I'm that. I'm sorry, I guess. what? Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Super Crazy, Rob Van Dam versus Masato Tanaka for the TV title. Uh, uh, well, let's get into Mikey in a bit. Uh, all right, we head to the ring as Rob Van Dam takes on Skull Von Krush, the That new is the Coolest
2: name ever! It's mm-hmm. the coolest uh, name I've ever heard.
0: The best part too is we used to he was a jobber on like WDF TV with that same name. It was uh, mm. but I think really? he was just Von Krush. I don't know if he used Skull. He might have a couple times, but. Um, big Northeast guy, of course, will eventually be known as Vito. Uh, the new talent pouring in, Skull and Wright are in the ring. Uh, Mr. Wright, of course, as RVD marches out. He gloms on every jobber. RVD marches <laughs> out to a pop with Fonzie. His arm cast keeps getting bigger and more historical. Uh, <laughs> RVD corrects the ring announcer. He says he is three-fourths of the tag team champions, not half. (laughs) What a a king. Uh, Skull spits at RVD as he's stretching. RVD smirks. We get going with some chain work. Ends in a standoff. Joey says Skull's a serious threat. Should be treated as such. RVD's checking his heart rate. Says he's not even blown up yet as we go to break. After the break, Skull shoots RVD to the railing. RVD dips him to the crowd. They slug away. RVD kicks him. Springs into a Van Daminator. Skull holds up a chair. Fonzie chases away Mr. Wright. Right. RVD hits the springboard cross body off the railing. Back inside, Skull crotch- crotches RVD on the railing. Fonzie slaps Skull to distract him, allowing RVD to hit a Rana. Stomps away. is a nice standing drop kick. Skull crotches RVD, follows, and hits a super sidewalk slam. Skull hits the top rope elbow for two. He's swarming over the champ and stomping and clawing. RVD comes back with a snap power slam and corkscrew leg drop for two. Slams Skull. Hits a rolling thunder for a near fall. While chirping to the camera, RVD grabs a chair from Fonzie, but Mr. Right yanks it away, he throws it to Skull. RVD trips up Skull. He falls on the chair. Fonzie beats the shit out of Mr. Right as RVD mashes Skull with the five-star frog splash. Skull recovers, smacks RVD with the chair, heads up top, but Fonzie ties him up. RVD pounces, crotches Skull on the top rope, and it's a super Van Daminator for the win. In a usual RVD spotlight, but Skull was game. He was actually presented pretty strong, kicking out the frog splash. Uh, RVD is super ungodly over right now, though his vibe and confidence <laughs> through the roof. Uh, maybe as as cocky and confident as a wrestler has ever been right now during this stretch. Matt, I went two and three quarters. I thought Skull was a unlikely little frisky challenger for Mister Van Dam. Yeah, uh, out of
1: nowhere uh, we get a Skull Von Kruish match. Uh, he he looks kind of like a mamaluke to me. I don't know about you. That was a that oh, was a w. That was a WCW joke. Uh, so this was this super interesting. He got a lot of shine in this match, which was very surprising that this random guy who shows up out of nowhere, just, all right, he's going to go toe-to-toe with RBD for 10 minutes. All right, let's do that. But, I mean, he held his own. And, look, RBD is unbelievable at this point. So you could put him in there with me and get, like, a two-and-a-half-star match. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's just on fire right now. Uh, he got a decent amount of shine. Just Skull every- yeah.
0: Sue's. <laughs> my god
1: how dare you how dare you i'll never be able to not uh, that hear that now my day. <laughs> so yeah i can't believe lance wright is still a thing in 1999 but <laughs> here, here we've this motherfucker's been glomming on to everybody since 97 everybody and now, and now he's here with uh skull von kruisch so uh but yeah a uh, super uh fun match for what it was a uh, two and three quarter for me jenny
2: well, we say Van Cruysh like that. Van that because
1: he's 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 Russian, you see. I think.
2: Uh, I'm or... sorry, my southern brain said Van. I think Krush. he's German. I think, it's German. So, eh, I think
1: yeah. it's German. German, one of those European things. Uh,
2: what? I love this match. Like, I almost went three stars, and I was like, "All right, girl, just calm down a little bit." But <laughs> uh, the spitting spot was gross, and then and the RBD spit on him back, which was great. And then I had that I had that same note. RVD wrestles so cocky, like, mm. and I'm not I'm used to that, but there was some sort of other level to, of cockiness mm-hmm. in this match, and it just it just fits, like it just works, and it's wonderful and fascinating. Like I just love this match so much, and I couldn't believe it. Like I, <laughs> Mr. Wright trying to be cute in there and just ate the fuck out of that five star. Yeah. Oh, that was that was so great. So I love this. Two and three quarter stars.
0: All right. Joey plugs the pay-per-view, runs down the card yet again. Lance Storm and Tammy Lynn Bitch hit the ring. They're all smiles. Crowd is all over both of them. Storm plays it up. Waiting and waiting for finally speaking. He says ECW has uh, guilty as charged coming up, and he's scheduled for a three-way dance. But the problem is he doesn't have any competition. Jerry Lynn is home with a list of injuries the length of his arm. And Lynn insists he'll be there, but Lynn couldn't beat Storm when he's healthy, let alone with a cracked pelvis, sprained ankle, likely having arthritis and osteoporosis due to his (laughs) age as well. Storm will beat him as always. And if Mikey Whipwreck didn't sell out, he just realized he couldn't beat Storm, so he packed it up and went to a place where the only competition as good as him is getting buried for not signing contracts. He knows there's nobody that could beat him, but maybe between now and guilty as charged, someone will find the courage. Highway to Hell fires up. Out comes Spike Dudley. Hits a low blow at an acid drop and beats Storm. Spike kisses Dawn and marches around laughing. Um, You know my thoughts on Spike beating these guys. I mean, I guess Storm is so well protected, whatever. But he never loses like this. Like we're trying to protect him so much, Um, whatever. Joey says Spike will take Mikey's spot. That's meh. Uh, He's in the nest type of guiltiest charge, which clearly he's going to have some shakeups going on because this card. Whatever reason, this is all kinds of shit happening. Mikey Whipwreck is gone. On his way to WCW. Took the money. Can't blame him. Well, uh, we had a good run, sure. you guys. He did. Um, I mean, he hung on for... I,
2: I, oh, I you're gone y'all. too? All right. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay.
0: You go, Grooney, and do a WCW 99 podcast. I didn't
2: even get a goodbye. I didn't get a shit. I got a fucked up yeah, match listen, where he listen, looked listen. like a loser.
0: Listen, like Frosty the Snowman, Jenny, they always come back someday. I'm sure we'll see Mikey again in the House of Hardcore. I've always, uh, compared, now, I've always compared Mikey. But I've already in- been
2: abandoned <laughs> now, so the trauma is done.
0: Look, can you blame him? I mean, did you if this guy, Mikey Whipwreck, if you yes. saw him when he first debuted, could get a payout from Ted Turner... And Eric Bischoff, 1999, He's going to take it. That's his money right there. He's you know, I never it.
1: thought of that. At one point, Ted Turner knew who Mikey Whipwreck was. That's a hell of a thing. He probably
0: didn't. He probably <laughs> didn't. But he's going to take that money. He's going to take it. You can't blame him. He's probably all beat the to shit, too. So, whatever. Take the payday while everyone else is giving it out.
2: Look, I, I don't care about them. I care about me. You understand? That's yeah. how I feel about this whole situation.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway. I guess Storm and Spike, we'll see. I didn't care for the finish, but it is what it is.
2: I mean, I love this acid drop on a motherfucker, <laughs> so I was totally fine with I mean, if you got to replace Mikey, uh, I'm okay with Spike, Maddie.
1: Uh, i I did like Storm saying Lynn had osteoporosis. That was, that, was, <laughs> that, was like, that was a great line. And also it took about five minutes for Storm to start talking because the crowd would just not stop fucking. Oh, the was yeah. so it was oh, That was in great. great
0: crowds on this run of Holy shows. Shit, Japanese yeah, crowd. Did. Philly and Queens have all evolving yeah. great. Um all right, best match. I went super crazy and Antifaz del Norte
2: um i think mine was rvd and von von crush
0: go to von crush uh worst match i had to jerry and marquez i actually liked rvd and, and Von crush a little bit better
2: mm. yeah i did too yeah i had uh, that uh,
0: best moment i went with uh storm's promo at the end i thought it was really good the heat mm. and all that
2: Hmm.
0: I, I think I gotta go with them finally
1: announcing that Taz and Shane is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: I gotta go with Francine in that fucking outfit.
0: She's yeah, there yeah. Go. another rat. All right, most nineties. I went with uh, there was a New York Jets Vinny Testaverde jersey in the crowd. Um, How do
2: you spot these things?
0: Which this because he has he has Jets. This, radar. Is, it, this is the moment. This is I'm like this is it. They're in the playoffs at this time. Ooh. They're about to be the AFC Championship game. Seemed like we had our whole lives ahead of us. That Jets day and a half, yeah.
1: That day and a half Vinny Testaverdi was a thing for the Jets.
0: <laughs> no, he was so good. Um, anyway, you guys have anything else? No. <laughs> Vinny and the Jets. Uh Stock Rising, Taz, Tajiri, Crazy, antifaz RVD, Storm. All great.
2: Mm-hmm. All great.
0: And falling, I had Mr. Wright, Marquez, and, and yeah. Mikey.
2: yeah, sadly.
0: Mikey fell into a pile of money. More's more like it. Yeah, he's up. I guess his own personal stock, his portfolio is up. Uh, I went seven out of ten. A very good episode again. We had some good in ring stuff. a Couple of big angles. Good promo. Hot crowd. We're not. I mean, I. This is the most unlikely stretch of TV I think I would have expected yeah. because we were kind of down a little bit on the TV going into November. Remember, coming out of that show, we were like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, dead zone of the holidays, end of year pay per view, mm-hmm. kind of weird build, and now we have like three like, fantastic weeks of television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One all-timer. Uh, mm-hmm. Did not expect at all. It's so weird. Like, hmm.
2: my emotions and my grades don't match, and <laughs> I don't understand that.
1: Yeah. It's it's a weird stretch, for sure. Like, out of, like I mentioned before, it's a stretch of TV that's, like, out, out of nowhere. The build hasn't been great, and it's a holiday, like JT said. It's just super weird. It's a very strange, out-of-nowhere stretch. All right, we got one more week of TV. It's January 9th. I'm just
2: gonna blow through I had seven.
0: What'd you guys Seven
2: and a half.
0: Yeah, I went seven. Okay. All right, one nine. I'm gonna blow through this, and then if you guys have any thoughts at the end, you can weigh in. It's just it's okay. all preview for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Highlights are credible, and the Dudley's destroying New Jack. Uh, opening animation: Joey plugs guilty as charges. Tickets for Orlando uh, says it could be the greatest pay-per-view they've ever produced. We get clips of Shane winning the ECW title in 1994. Joey talks about uh, Shane's year. We see Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow from Heat Wave. Joey talks about Taz setting the sights on the title he never got a shot at and how that feud was born into Taz or from Taz and Sabu, so we get a recap of their history. Joey talks more about Shane's legacy and that as well as just incredible and Tommy Dreamer's feud, the stuff with Funk. <coughs> Dreamer's backstage, he says, with the new year, you get to reflect on your wonderful life. 1998 started with his grandfather dying, incredible, trying to make a name for himself. Guilty. Then the girl he loves got taken out, and he had to watch it. Guilty. His partner got taken out, and he took his beating for him. Guilty. The only constant in your life turns on you. Guilty. Tommy's laughing maniacally. He punches the locker and says, why do you do this to me? I do everything you ask. Tommy, head the locker. He's bleeding. It says if Credible wants to climb the ladder to success, he'll take him straight to hell. Joey says WCW couldn't, WDF wouldn't, but they will run the first-ever Stairway to Hell ladder match. Runs down the card for the pay-per-view. We get more history between Taz and Shane and their ECW legacy. We get RVD's promo from Japan. We get an RVD music video. We get more Guilty as Charge hype from Joey. Highlights is super crazy into Jerry. Video of Tammy Lynn Sitch being sexy on the beach. And then Joey gives the final hype for Guilty as Charge. He cuts himself off and starts stammering and says, Wait a minute. I thought we had him for March. Not now. Isn't he going to WCW? Want to be on Nitro, a former Dota of champion. He toured through WCW, and he'll be here Sunday night. This monster will be guilty as charged. So I thought that was a good cliffhanger. Really, the only new content was Dreamers promo, which I thought was pretty good as well. This poor tortured soul. Uh, any thoughts, Matt, on anything there before we close out?
1: Uh, yeah, that's not the first time Dreamer has punched that exact exact set <laughs> of lockers. He did that for uh for Buell. He he's got something against those lockers, and he he always cuts himself on them. He should probably uh, calm down with that. And uh, I for one look forward to uh, Bob Backlund showing up at uh, Guilty as Charged.
2: <laughs> uh, that was an intense promo from Tommy. It feels like it's been a minute since we got one of those mm-hmm. from him. So. Uh, it's about that time. Um, I liked it. Poor Tommy. I never really thought about it that way until he laid it out. But he is alone. He has nobody. Like really. Like hanging around with him. Um, which kind of makes me sad. But all these fuckers keep going to WCW. So whatever. <laughs> um, it was good to see um, some of these old matches. Bam Bam and um, Taz.
1: Um, some of the older stuff. um,
0: um song? All right. <laughs> so I with five out of ten. Um. Whatever. This is a yeah. standard yeah. preview. Sorry, yep. 90s. There, for sure. All right, so that's it. <coughs> we are here in 1989. Guilty as charged is our next episode in two weeks' time. Uh. You know, I... The bill's the bill. We'll see what the card shakes out to. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of hype. Will Taz finally cash in and win the world title? Who is uh, Joey hyping? We'll find that out. And uh, be sure to stick with us, leave your comments and your thoughts as well. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe and check out everything at northsouthconnection.com and all of us on social media as well. Talk to you in two weeks. Stay extreme. you will be guilty as charge.
1: Put it down hard for my dog's Locked in the thing. When you hit the bricks New whip Money ain't a thing Y'all wanna floss with us Cause all across the board We burning up drop a little paper, baby, toss it up She slacking on your pimping, turn it up yeah. see the money ain't a thing cake thick, I live the life, eating crab watching ladies shake it up all night, I make the big moves, do the big thing take small groups, turn them into big names, the big dog with the big change frostbit bracelet, the match can't say I'm the oh, man, yeah. the type that you need, the crew, the type of dude that'll do it like won't do. can't do get more burned than a candle too hot to hold, too much to handle in the black sea low, he know, if she look, she go, bye-bye with da, and I ain't got to say no more. I'm the truth like AI, got the proof and stay fly, and the safest things you could never buy. Know why? Because I write the songs that the whole world sing. I don't know about y'all, but every night I swing, in the Ferrari, a Jaguar, I'm switching four lanes, on top down, screaming out money in the thing. Bubble hard in the double law, flashing the rings with the window cracked.